Welcome back to the Edgy Conversations podcast. This is Dan Waldschmidt, and we're talking about radical help for people who want it. Uh, I joke with my wife all the time that um, if I were born 3,000 years ago, they would call me Daniel Zander the Great or something. And of course, she... uh, uh, I don't even think she laughs anymore. She's just curiously amused at all my whimsical nonsense. But... I'm fascinated by kind of the warrior ethos, the warrior spirit. I mean, how is it that some people just grow up with this sense of conquest? In his mid-30s, Alexander the Great had conquered more of the world than anyone else before him and after him. I mean, if it was on a map and he could get to it, he not only got to it, he conquered it. He figured out how to do it. And This idea of being a warrior is an interesting one because in today's society, and maybe every generation's been this way, oh, we have it so tough and, you know, or we we used to have it so tough and now everyone's a wimp. You know, we kind of see the next generation as soft or something like that. But in today's society, you don't really need to do anything. Dude, there are startups that will bring you weed. If you live in a big city, there, there, are, there are startups that will just bring you beer. You don't even have to get off your couch besides going to the door to get the beer or alcohol. They'll bring you food. It, we have services like Uber that will take us wherever we need to go. In fact, there's an awesome service called Coach, like the uh, handbag company, that will automatically, that will, it's like an overnight Greyhound bus that will take you between San Francisco and L.A., it's like a seven hour drive and you've got your own like sleeper car on this amazing Greyhound bus. It's, it's gorgeous. And you know, it didn't, it didn't always used to be that way. And, and I'm, by the way, I am not bemoaning all of the gig economy, all of the amazing people who will do stuff for you. Please do not hear me say that. Cause I love it. I love the fact I can go on my phone and schedule somebody to clean my house. And I love that I can schedule my dry clean. I, lo- I love all of that. I love all of it. But it, in many cases, it makes us forget what life and death decisions really are all about. See, when Alexander the Great went to conquer the world, the difference between success and failure was very clear because... If you failed in the conquest, you died. And, and you didn't even have to fail magnificently. It's not like Walking Dead where you had to, you know, stab the zombie in the head or, you know what I mean? Yeah, shoot him in the head in order to kill him. Like, you just had to get injured. And then, because society was so dirty, that infection could kill you. Or the water you drank could kill you. Every decision mattered. It mattered what you drank. It mattered where you went. It mattered if you paid attention in the middle of the night. Someone wasn't going to sneak up on you and stab you or something. And the idea of being a warrior, being tough, is something that we often forget. I'm building out this mastermind group. I've got some amazing friends, Graham and Kevin and Matt and Patrick, PJ, Ryan, all, a whole posse of people who I'm working with on building out this mastermind. I've been asked for the last few years 
hey, Dan, when are you going to come out with the mastermind? When, you, when can you coach me? We know you coach big companies. When, when can you coach me, the individual? And so you kind of know my style by now. If you've listened to anything I've done or read my book or done any, been a part of anything I've ever done, I, I want to do something that's legendary. It's amazing. Not mediocre, not like everybody else. Something that really is, is breathtaking. Something I can be proud of. So I've been thinking about this idea of a mastermind and I've come up with this concept called the 1100. It's a little bit of a spinoff of the 300. 1100 people that I'm going to let into my mastermind. 1100. 1100 people. And I've settled, I believe, on a tagline called warrior leadership for the obsessed. Warrior, warrior leadership for the obsessed. And it's going to be based off of this idea of life or death decisions. See, a warrior understands personal responsibility. He's responsible not for himself only, but for his fellow warriors beside him. That's what a warrior is all about. He understands the intensity of life or death decisions. He's not cavalier about, oh, oh, well, you should have done this. Yeah, maybe that person should have done that. But now you're all dead because he didn't do the right thing and because you weren't looking out and you weren't proactive. You didn't show initiative. You assumed that someone else was doing what you could have done, should have done, might have done, were very capable of doing, but you decided you weren't going to step up and do it. Were your leadership for the obsessed? Why the obsessed? Why is it the obsessed person? Well, I'm just tired of working with people who don't care. Maybe you have people in your church, your community, your, your work, your family, who just don't give a damn. You know what I mean? Like, they just don't care. They, they, almost, they almost make it cool to not care. Like, oh, man, you care too much, man. You know, you're, you're trying too hard. Really? I'm trying too hard? Is that something that you think would have come out of Alexander the Great's mouth? Hey, guys, let's not try too hard. <laughs> I don't know that I want to conquer that much. Like, right? Let's, let's conquer some stuff. But, I mean, gosh, guys, let's not conquer everything. No, if it was out there, Alexander the Great wanted to conquer it. He wanted to, to tear it down, to make it his own, to dominate. And so this idea of warrior leadership for the obsessed is something you'll be hearing more of. I'll be inviting you to it uh, as we head into 2018. And so I, I've been thinking a lot about the warrior spirit. You know, when you're a warrior and you're tired, you don't rest just because someone at HuffPo told you you need to get seven or eight hours of sleep. Now, maybe you do need seven or eight hours of sleep in an, in an ideal situation. By the way, don't hear me wrong. I'm not some arrogant asshole telling you, oh, you don't need to sleep. You do need sleep. You're going to make dumbass decisions if you don't get, your, get enough sleep, if you're not thinking straight. So I'm not telling you not to sleep. But what I'm saying is, that we justify not doing hard things because of other good things in our lives, good recommendations, good ideas, ideal living situations. We, we ignore hard things because it's not ideal. And a warrior in a battlefield doesn't say, oh, well, 
I, I know I should go into battle, but I need more sleep. And you know me, I got to get my sleep so I can think straight. No, the warrior battles on. He battles on until the fight is over. By the way, I saw this movie. It's with, um, not Matt Damon, who's the other guy? Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg's in all those movies. And it's about a Navy SEAL who, who basically surrounded in Afghanistan and dies. And I, I forget the name of the movie. I'll be darned. If it's, if it's in, in, you know, basically out of, out of all of these SEALs, one lives. It's, it's one that'll bring a tear to your eye when you realize it, it's just a movie. I get it. But it's based off a true story. And you realize the capacity of the human spirit, the human warrior to come out and shine bright. I, I have a, a, a friend of mine who, who gave me a call probably four or five years ago. His name's Daniel. And he said, I need some help. Can you help me? And I actually went to school with Daniel. His name's Daniel Rodriguez. I went to school with him and the, he was a very athletic kid, very athletic kid, but play, one of those kids who plays like every sport. And his dad was his coach, mentor, and a really all-around good guy. You know, he played football, he played soccer, he ran track, he, he did all the things. And the day after high school graduation, I believe, it was the very, very day after, he was heading off to college, preparing to head off to college, and his father died of a massive heart attack. And he was so heartbroken that he decided to head off into, you know, to head to, to, to the army, to the army of the Marines. And he was in one of the advanced uh, corps. I, it wasn't the Navy SEALs, but it maybe it was an army ranger. He was in one of those advanced, uh, you know, kick ass, break your door down, I'm awesome sort of military fighting force. Well, he got sent to what we now know was the most deadly part of Afghanistan. And it was kind of in a bowl. It was telling me this story about how it was in the bowl, it was in the bowl in the kind of a valley between these mountains. And it's probably four o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden, all these bullets are slamming in to this, this compound where all those staying. And he's like, man, I didn't even have a chance to think about it. I went outside and I grabbed these guns, these big 50 caliber machine guns that are mounted on to these, you know, these posts. And I'm just firing my gun at anything that lights up in the mountains above me. And he said he turned around for a half second to see his buddy come running out of the, the, the place they were staying. And he took a bullet right to the face and his face, his head just exploded. And he's like, I didn't even have a chance to, to get upset. I didn't even have an emotion. I was fighting for my life. Well, I don't know if you uh, remember this battle. I, I wish I would have known what the name, the actual name of the, the battle was. Jake Tapper wrote an amazing, from CNN, wrote an amazing book about it. But this was the one time that the American base actually got run, run over by Taliban. Taliban broke through the perimeter of this American base and were storming in at my, at my buddy who grabbed almost like Rambo grabbed this 50 cal off of the turret that it was on and is literally throwing grenades through holes in the walls 
blowing up Taliban dudes left and right. And he had some 40 some odd confirmed kills. Well, at a certain point, you start running low on ammo and there's more of those guys than you guys. And him and his buddies, as I'm told, that this base was on the edge of a river, literally, uh, you know, you know, dropped their their guns because they were out of ammo, ran to this uh, river, fast-paced river, jumped in and started swimming as fast as they could downstream. And there was another army base, another military base downstream. Of course, they're on the radio where American soldiers came and picked them up. And then, of course, we do what Americans do. We blew the hell out of those Taliban with drones and helicopters and and, and, and a huge fighting force descended upon that valley and uh, not only grabbed back the bodies of all those that were fallen, but just blew the crap out of the, uh, the Taliban. And so when he called me, he was looking for a little bit of help. We, we got him a book deal. Uh, he's got an amazing book, uh, Daniel Rodriguez, go look at it on Amazon. It's a year too old. Bill Clinton gave him a commendation. Jake, he became friends with Jake Tapper, who interviewed him. And what was amazing about my buddy Daniel, and I thought about the warrior spirit, and maybe because he's a fellow Daniel, I don't know. But he came back. His story didn't really end in Afghanistan. He came back to the United States, and he said, I want to play football. He went to play football for Virginia Tech. We both grew up in Northern Virginia. You know, want to grow up. I want to play football for, uh, for uh, was it Bobby Bowden at uh, Virginia Tech? And so he, he shot a video. It was in pretty good shape before. If you saw him doing push-ups and pull-ups, it's amazing. Literally pull-ups where you're pulling yourself up. It's like American Ninja Warrior. And then like jumping to another thing without touching the ground. You're doing all these amazing exercises. The guy's a beast, just pure beast mode. But he wants to play football. So he takes this video, his buddy does, of him, you know, catching the football, running, doing all this kind of stuff. And he sends it around to a few people. Well, it just so happens that Jake Tapper saw the video and tweeted it out. This is two days before he calls me. The next morning he woke up and he had 4,000 emails, 2 million views on YouTube on that video. And all these people writing and calling and saying, hey, we want to talk to you. What was amazing is, and I live here in South Carolina, Dabo Sweeney, who is the coach of the Clemson Tigers, who won the national championship last year, called him up and said, hey, young man, uh, I know you want to go to Virginia Tech. Because he said on the video, I want to go to Virginia Tech. Please consider me. Would you consider coming to Clemson? He not only made it to Clemson, but he made the starting team. They had played special teams on that. And then I think his last year, his senior year in high school, in college, he, he actually even caught a touchdown as a wide receiver. He went on to play for the Rams on their, uh, you know, their workout team and is still in athletics today. And, and here's what I thought is interesting about the warrior spirits. My buddy, Daniel, represents the warrior spirit so many levels. And he just didn't let excuses stop him, whether it was shooting a gun in the middle of a valley when you're overrun by Taliban, or whether it's coming back to the United States and they want to play football, but you're an old man. Not really old, but you're in your 20s and everyone else is in their 19s, right? 
you say all of a sudden I want to play football and everyone says you're too old and you didn't play in high school and you've got no experience and what am I going to do with you? Instead, this kid not only made it into college football, but made it to the NFL. That's what's amazing. Many of you are fighting your own battle. It won't be in the ta- fighting Taliban and it won't be coming to try to play in the NFL, but you'll have a battle that's just as important to you. And I would encourage you today to be a warrior. Warriors act differently than everyone else. There's just not an excuse that a warrior is going to make, going to take, going to listen to. A warrior is going to do what a warrior is going to do. And that's exactly what the warrior wants to do. If he wants to win a battle, he wins the battle. He doesn't make excuses. He doesn't point fingers. He wins the battle. I think about my buddy Daniel and what it means to take every grenade you have and throw it until you're out of ammunition and then to hop in the water and float to safety where someone can save your life. That, my friends, that, 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 that is what your mission is today. I'm over time, so I'm going to get off the the podcast, but I'm going to tell you this. How much more impactful would your life be today? How much closer would you be to your goal if you fought like a warrior? All right, guys, it's Dan Walshman. This has been the Edgy Conversations Podcast. Man, I love talking to you guys. What a great discussion we've had today about being a warrior. I I hope you go out there and crush it. If I can help you with anything, you've got my number, you've got my my email. Some of you are already writing me, calling me, texting me, tweeting me, Facebooking me. If you're not already part of the edgy empire of awesomeness on Facebook, go get in the group, get in the group, get in the group. We're all there huddled up, determined to make something awesome of our lives. In the meanwhile, guys, stay edgy, be awesome. Come back tomorrow again for another, another absolutely amazing episode.